Hey everybody, welcome into the latest edition of the Pokescast, production of the Casper Star Tribune and Pokes Authority. I'm Davis Potter, Wyoming beat writer for the Star Tribune, and I'm joined as usual by Brady Oltmans, our Wild Varsity preps writer, who's on the phone up in Casper. Brady, word. Hey man, what's happening? Uh, uh, not a ton. Uh, had some had some news uh, newsy day yesterday, uh, but um, it has been a minute, man. I uh, had to had to saw some uh, dust particles start to uh, build up on my recorder. Had to wipe those off, man. It's been uh, <laughs> it's been what almost a month since we uh, since we recorded one of these. Yeah, I guess it has. I took a I took a brief sabbatical because this is the only real time of the year that I get to. So you're if if you think you got some dust particles piling on, just imagine <laughs> how I felt coming back into the throes of it. Um with everything piling on at once, but it's good. It's good. Yeah, you were gone for, you were off longer than I thought you were cuz I remember uh our sports editor was I like checked with him to see if you're back, and he was like, "No, he's he's still off for like another week." I was like, "Damn!" So yeah, that was, uh, well, how, how was it? Um, it was all right. Um, I I took for everybody listening. I took basically three weeks off because I have a finite amount of vacation time and be, just parts of the job. Everybody knows is basically like the start of August through mid-june you just can't take vacation that's just part of the gig um so when we were trying to schedule all my vacation time it was like we'll just write it down and we'll deal with it and we'll change it if we have to and it just turned out that like three straight weeks like really nothing really was coming up there was some news um that broke on my beat while i was in absence in absentia but that's that's um, usually how it works right it's it it always is but it was nice um i got some hiking done got out to pinedale took a little trip out to salt lake uh which was good i didn't get out as much as i wanted to because i took like a whole week and a half to pack and move apartments here in casper which wasn't great but i'd rather do it during a vacation time than have to like work and do our job in addition to pack and move so it's fine it's good. I got to see Carly Rae Jepsen live, and that's all I really care about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't think you were serious about that, but lo and behold, I saw your Instagram and some other pictures, and was like, "Well, here we are." Of course, I'm serious. I <laughs> I don't know if I told you this, but when I took my little vacation out to Banff last year and road tripped up to Canada, the my the initial plan was to go to Banff and then take a travel day the next day to get out to Vancouver because Carly was playing a show in Vancouver with the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra before coming back to work. But that turns out Vancouver to Casper is like a 23-hour drive, and my body was already feeling it after getting to Banff. So I was like, all right, let's just let's just call it call Banff good, and then um, we'll go back to casper yeah. from here well good to have you back man and uh but our listeners know that uh we're kind of sporadic this summer with doing the podcast i mean we you know we've said that we didn't know how often we do it just with both of our schedules and needing to um take some uh days off and some vacation so uh, but 
wanted to come and uh get back in the groove and record this one uh brady because obviously some the big news uh here in laramie um yesterday uh, we're recording this on a friday so it would have been thursday um was carl granderson um getting jail time um stemming from his sexual battery case um in case you're one of the few people listening who has not uh seen the news um the former wyoming football player uh was sentenced to serve six months um in the albee county detention center jail uh it started immediately um after a district court judge uh rejected terms of a plea deal that both sides had agreed to going into the day and uh there I was there um, and covered the proceedings uh, yesterday morning. So uh, there's there's a full detailed story up at trib.com, postauthority.com for anybody who has not read about the story or, or heard about what's happened. But just wanted to briefly go over kind of what's happened because there has been a, a lot of um, developments in this. Uh, maybe you might even say unexpected in the last couple of weeks. So... Um, Carl was um, originally charged with third-degree sexual assault and sexual battery back in February. And uh, he pleaded uh, not guilty um, to those charges back in April. And there has been a trial date, a jury trial date set for him ever since then that was scheduled to take place this coming Monday, July 15th. Um, So uh, I think it was... uh, a couple weeks ago, it was either the last week of June or the first week of this month, um, Carl requested through some court filings uh, that his tri- that his charges be separated into two different trials, you know, one for each charge. Uh, the judge denied that, and uh, the court confirmed uh, the same court date. So I didn't really think uh, much about it at that point. I mean, that, that um, motion for separate trials had been denied, so... As far as I knew, uh, that, that uh, jury trial was still s- scheduled to begin July 15th. Um, so, but then I started, I got word Wednesday afternoon that uh, something had, had changed. There was something going on and that he was going to have um, a, a, some court proceedings uh, on Thursday. So, and this is the first I'd heard about that. So, so I checked with district court and, and sure enough, um, he had, he and his attorney, um, had, had filed more documents in court, um, saying that basically both sides had reached uh, a plea agreement, um, and that he was going to, uh, change his plea and that he, he, he requested um, proceedings for all this to happen, which was scheduled for Thursday morning. Um, so uh, I, I'm not really sure what, what happened between April and, and now that, that changed that for them to, to reach this um, plea deal or, or, or proposed plea deal. But um, so they had their proceedings yesterday morning in district court. And um, both sides, both the prosecution and um, Carl's lawyer, both asked the district court judge um, to accept the terms of the plea deal, which 
included one year of uh, unsupervised probation um, and uh, a mental health evaluation to be, cl- be completed within 60 days. So uh, Carl ended up pleading no contest to those, to, to both the, uh, the, the sexual battery charge and then a charge of unlawful contact, which as part of the plea deal, his the third degree sexual assault uh, charge, which is a felony, um, was reduced to misdemeanor unlawful contact. So he was going to plead no contest um, to to those, uh, you know, in exchange for the, for these terms of of the deal. And um, but um, as part of this, and for anybody who, who reads our story on this at trib.com, poststory.com. Um, the, the two alleged victims in the case, which are both female uh, students at Wyoming, um, they both uh, made statements during the proceedings yesterday morning. And um, both of them told the judge that they didn't know that Carl was going to plead no contest. They both were under the assumption that he was going to plead guilty. Uh, so, and, and they said, you know, if they had known he wasn't, was going to plead something other than guilty, they wouldn't have agreed to, uh, the plea deal. So that was interesting, but, um, you know, long story short, the, the judge, uh, refused, uh, or rejected the terms of the plea deal and sentenced him to, um, six months, uh, immediate jail time on the unlawful contact charge. Now she also, um, ordered him to a one-year uh, jail sentence on the sexual battery charge, but that's been suspended um, and will be basically replaced with uh, one-year supervised probation once he serves uh, the six months in jail. So um, that's what happened yesterday. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm still kind of curious as to what um, – I guess brought on the plea deal um, after they went, you know, months with with this jury trial uh, that was scheduled. Um, now, uh, you know, the, the, it was interesting because the prosecuting attorney said that she felt like she would still be able to prove within a reasonable doubt his guilt on the original charges, um, but both sides agreed that, according to factual information, um, that he would basically. Uh, cop to these two to the sexual battery charge and the lesser charge or the misdemeanor charge of unlawful contact um, now as most people know Carl signed as a free agent with the Saints New Orleans Saints after um, you know not going not being drafted back in April you know once these uh, once he was hit with these uh, charges um, you know and I don't, I don't really know what the Saints are going to do I mean I, I want to sit here and say, I mean, they're probably just going to cut him. I mean, that, that's what I think they're going to do. Um, I think that's what most people will think they're going to do. But, um, you know, I don't. they did. They gave him um, $85,000 um, in guaranteed money. Uh, as, and it's the most – it's the highest amount of money for any uh, undrafted free agent that they signed. Now, you know, when you're, when you're talking about uh, professional contracts, I mean, that, that's a drop in the bucket, $85,000. But – Still, they made a small investment in him, and and again, and another part of this too is, is Carl could technically he could appeal this. I don't know if that's something that's going to happen. Um, his lawyer declined to comment, wouldn't comment on, on the case. 
uh, after once the proceedings were over. Um, so that's probably something we'll check into to, to see if, if with the court and see if, if that's something he decides to do. But, you know, if this six months jail sentence sticks, which, you know, is probably going to be the case, uh, you're talking about December. I mean, most of the Saints season is going to be over. And, and even under normal circumstances, if he didn't have this hanging over him, he, he was a guy that was going to go into training camp and, and uh, have to fight for a roster spot. Um, and now, obviously, he's going to be in Albany County Detention Center while most of the NFL season goes on. So, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not really sure what, what what the Saints end up doing. They have not commented on um, yesterday's sentencing. Uh, so, not really sure what what they're going to decide to do. But um, yeah, that that's what happened in Carl Granderson's case yesterday. Uh, yeah, when that news broke, that was kind of a. I don't. I don't want to say shock, but it it was. It kind of jostled you up a little bit. Um, uh, after, you know, there was a stretch here. What was it? Early spring. There was a stretch here where. Um, I mean, you had Granderson's case. You had Johanna Gaffan's case. You had Nye Redding's case, um, and all of them. It kind of. At the time, it, it I don't think it cast a shadow over the over UW, but I think for people looking at it, uh, at least on the outside, it kind of was like this is unforeseen territory. This is you know, th- not to say that arrests and court dates for college students don't happen, but um, for high profile kids and for you know that many of them to come in succession like that, that was weird. Um, so to to get a, yeah. a little bit of I don't want to say closure, but to move towards, you know, sentencing and on the back end of some of these tri- um, legal affairs for these guys, um, it's it's I don't know it's it's good for the university and probably for the for UW. I know that they had you know Granderson was gone, but it's good for them to kind of move past it a little bit or move on from it. Um, I've I don't know my 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 personal history with the legal um department is limited to basically being a defendant and I'd I'd never I none, none of it was obviously this bad it was mostly just um minor in possession of alcohols back in the day um shout out Knuckles County um but <laughs> When I th- I think the thing that struck me the most was when his plea agreement was not on or was thrown out because of the testimony, um, and I think that's I I don't I don't know because I wasn't there I obviously didn't hear their statements um, but you know what it it really seemed like especially now in our date and time where we are as a society starting to wholesale listen to female victims more we are taking their statements more seriously and with more gravity than we have in the past so when you have um a duo of statements corroborating this it's i know it it turns into the he said she said stuff but like for it to be at that point and in court that it's no longer that there is, you know, 
it's beyond a reasonable doubt um so i think the judge especially a judge now understanding the climate that we're in um and just the way things are plus you know with those those statements to say you know what that it was may have been a lenient plea deal i don't think that that's going to help you what might really help you is understanding this is you know this is the the consequences that you get and it is six months jail time and i i don't know i've personally i wasn't expecting any sort of jail time to come out of this but that's because there's really no been no case like that um i can't remember the last time a college football player um a current college football player at least you know this one's so close in between college and nfl um from jail time for something like this especially so close in my backyard that went you know that happened so i think that 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 might have been the thing that affected me the most but it's i don't know Uh, what do you do now um hope for the maybe you just you know you do your time you hit the hit the weights keep training and uh, it's the nfl you might get a second chance somewhere down the line they love those stories or better yet um the xfl's kicking off next year so there's always that yeah, and that, I think that's an important um, point to, to hit on is the fact that something did happen. I mean, he, obviously, he was. You can you can sit here and debate on whether what what the what the penalty punishment should have been, but both sides agree that something happened. And as I mentioned earlier, the prosecuting attorney she said she she thought she would still be able to um, prove without a reasonable doubt that he was guilty of the original charges in the case, but. You know, both sides agreed. You know, when you on the sexual battery and then the reduced charge of unlawful contact, at the at at the very least, they agreed that that based on based on proof, based on you know the evidence or you know investigation by whatever um, law enforcement agency you know handled all this. Um, the, the, at the bare minimum, that's what happened. Something happened. Somebody was was two women were, were violated uh in some way um so at the very at the bare minimum that that's what happened um and and as far as you know the the, the victims being in court and given the statements um again i'll i'll just kind of skim over this briefly very quickly because the the story within is on trip.com poststory.com with um you know, with details of exactly what you know what, what they said and and you know just sort of the, the atmosphere um, inside the the courtroom but yeah but before um, the judge handed down uh, her sentence uh, the victims were allowed to give their statements and it was it was emotional for them I mean it was yeah, there were times in that room where it, it was tense um, both of them broke down crying. Um, you know, one of them, um, who was uh, both of them only still chose to identify themselves by their initials, not their full names. Um, but one of them is uh, also an athlete at Wyoming. And, um, I mean, there were, she, she had to pause multiple times and there there was one point that she probably, she probably stopped just for about 30 seconds and was just bawling. Um, you know, I, I, and there was a point where I thought I, I I wasn't sure she'd be able to continue, but ultimately she she composed herself and she did. And and their comments were very pointed, and they addressed 
called directly, called him by his name, um, and, and talked about, um, you know, how, how the incident and, and the, the extent of whatever happened that, that night, uh, back in November, um, yeah, how it's still, um, having a, a physical and mental toll on them. Um, you know, both of them said they had to be hospitalized. One, one of them said that, um, she started to self harm and, you know, once the charges were filed and th- all this became public, um, she said she was bullied, uh, by some, uh, some of Wyoming's football players. Um, and then, uh, Carl's girlfriend, Jayla Henderson, who is a track athlete at Wyoming, just finished her senior year at Wyoming. Um, so, I mean, it's <laughs> granted, I'm, I'm not a courts reporter as much as I may have felt like it over the past three or four months with <laughs> all these, uh, you know, athletes, uh, legal issues that I've kind of been covering. But, um, so I don't, you know, I, I can probably count on one hand, the number of times I've actually been in a courtroom for a, for a trial or for proceedings. But, um, you know, that, that's as emotional a scene as, as I've ever uh, witnessed in a courtroom. And, um, I mean, that's, those are genuine feelings. And, and obviously that they were, um, they felt like they were violated to a point that, um, it, it is affecting their daily lives still. Um, one of them said she was hospitalized for panic attacks. So, um, I don't know, man, you, you, you feel first and foremost, is just, you, you feel bad for the victims. Um, and, and I do want to say to, um, you know, Jayla Henderson, uh, Carl's girlfriend who was there, who one of the victims said was, she was bullied and harassed by, um, she, she got also made a statement after they made their statements and, and questioned the validity of that. And actually said that one of the victims was referred to her as one of her friends before all this happened. And she had had her over, over to her house or apartment before, um, and, and kind of questioned her on that. But, um, you know, if, if, if that's true and there are some of the Wyoming football players that, you know, bullied and harassed her and, and, and basically went after her, um, for, for, you know, filing these charges and, and, um, uh, you know, trying to do what's right. I mean, shame, shame on those players, man. I mean that, and I don't want to hear about, you know, how these are kids and they're standing up that, you know, they're, they're all part of a team and they're kind of standing up for their gut. Like, Dude, there's way too much awareness about these type of cases involving sexual abuse, sexual battery. Um, you know, most universities nowadays have, have campaigns. You know, Wyoming's got a, a campus-wide campaign that they've launched called the No More Campaign. Just bringing light these these issues. And it's just, you're talking about somebody that was, again, that was violated. I don't, I don't care if they were you know, acquaintances or, friend, or friends or Carl considered them friends or whatever, you know, if, if somebody touches or gropes you sexually without your consent, that is, you're being violated and nobody should ever have to experience that. And nobody should ever have to feel shame, um, you know, or, or, or threatened, um, you know, when they call somebody out uh, for doing something to them like that. And people wonder why it takes, you know, victims of, of sexual battery or sexual assault months, if not years, for them to come forward with this stuff just because of this reason right here, where they're, they, they feel like people won't believe them or people are going to harass them, make fun of them, and try to blow it off. And, you know, one of the victims said she was called uh, a hoe and a slut. 
um, by some of these players, and um, that that's just that's that's inexcusable, man. That and that speaks more to your character if 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 you're one of the players who did that. Um, you know, shame on you for for doing that, making somebody that just went through one of the most traumatic experiences of their life, uh, you know, to, to make them question themselves by by you know coming out and and calling somebody out and standing up for themselves for what they think's right. Yeah, I I don't. It just seems so textbook. I mean, we've been through this and through this and through this on a national scale for years now, and especially in the yeah. last couple of years, it's kind of come to light of course the work brenda tracy's done has helped sort of bring more of a national awareness to the issue um the baylor stuff was eh, i mean i think that kind of shook the the nation and kind of made us reassess our our own consciousness but this it is something unconscionable happens somebody goes out of line and believes that their privilege, their entitlement and their strength is keeping or taking something from somebody else basically and that they have that they have yeah. more right to something or to someone else's privacy than that person does. Um and safety, not only yeah. just privacy. But we've so we know this. We know this to be a fact. This isn't yeah. a sports thing. This isn't a football thing. This is a widespread issue. And on, but on the sports front, one thing that you do see is like you know the team camaraderie, brotherhood stuff. Um, it's also just like the the shaming that is done again textbook. You know, from this is a high school and college issue. There's it's it's all the same. Uh, you know, you have right. guys that they want to do right by their buddy, and this is their brother that they've been in the trenches with, and they're you know fighting and winning games with. So they're going to stand up to him. They're going to stand up next to him and ridicule this these women who literally. I mean, I've I've been in the same room as Carl Granderson. I can't imagine the physical just it. I don't know, man. I the the imposing physical nature that that man has upon me is incredible. I can't imagine it on uh in in that situation and on a woman. I of course, I obviously they'd be terrified for their life. I would be too. You kidding me? This guy's yes. pl- was yes. signed a more money than I'll probably make in 20 years to play in the National Football League. And if if that yeah. and if a person of that size and that and you know that athleticism, that power, that strength is trying to force themselves or be sexually aggressive towards you, uh, that's going to leave of psychological scar for sure. Um so if you know I and, and yeah. so that's that's that and and yeah if you're a, a teammate of that don't don't follow the stereotype don't be part like I don't I don't I understand the brotherhood aspect of it I understand like you know we're on a team here but like search your morals you know search and search for your own yeah. damn backbone because if if you can yeah. 
if you can prioritize pr- everything in your life and you can take a moral inventory and still stand by comments that you may have made towards young women who may be them it could be other young women if you if you would make any comments of the sort then i i yeah. highly highly suggest that you build a bridge and jump off it that's there's no room for you there's no room for that thinking there's no room for that sickening behavior and that thought because that stuff enables that kind of behavior those thoughts yeah. enable things like that to happen and there's no room for it in this world yeah um i should mention that um the university responded yesterday to uh his sentencing um and the wyoming's acting president um said that you know that they support these two victims in this case and that you know there's no kind of they don't tolerate any kind of bully bullying and um harassment and and i know there have been people that have wondered well you know what is 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 craig bowl going to look into these some of these players that you know some of the victims said that that were bullying and harassing them or you know anything about it and um you know we we did reach out, or I did reach out to uh, Craig Bull through the athletic department. I was basically told that the athletic department and uh, wouldn't be issuing a separate statement from what the university uh, released. But, um, but it just kind of related to that. I mean, it's, as far as like Craig Bull taking action or whatever. I mean, look, he could have he could have called all of his players into a meeting right when the these. Uh, the original charges were filed back in February because remember the school was the one that actually uh, broke the news, so to speak. I mean, they were the ones that first put out a statement about um, the charges that, that Carl had first had originally been charged with uh, and, and brought all this to light originally. So, um, you know, Craig Bolt could have conce- I mean, conceivably he could have called all his players in, into a team meeting and, and talked to them and said, Hey, you guys act right or do whatever. I mean, he could have, said that so he's blue in the face and warned them and things like that. But that's not like you can't monitor those guys 24 seven. I mean, once they leave, I mean, these are a hundred kids on a football team, you know, at, at some point you have to take responsibility for your own actions. These are these, this is on the players. This isn't on, in my opinion, this is, this isn't on Craig bowl and, and his coaching staff. I mean, you, this is, I mean, this is either, um, you have a good moral compass, moral conscious about you or you don't. And that, that that's just an extremely poor taste, and um, really says, you know, what what kind of person, what kind of character you have. Yeah, it's that's so. where rubber meets the road, man. I mean, wh- what kind of what kind of person do you say you are? What kind of program do you say you're running? And what program and person are you actually? You know. Yeah, yeah, and. And and you you talked a little bit about about Carl uh, too, just personally. And like I, I don't I don't know the guy. Uh, you know I I think I interviewed him maybe once or twice uh, since you know I took over this beat uh, last fall. And um, do I do I think he's a bad guy? I can't I can't really say one way or the other. I mean, look him and some other Kevin Prosser, another former defensive lineman. That just graduated last year. Um, you know, I know they've both done volunteer work at the cathedral home. So, I, I mean, you know, to help uh, underprivileged children. So, I mean, I, 
you know, he, he's got somewhat of a moral compass about him. I mean, somebody that's doing that, I mean, obviously has some, some, sub, sub, some substance to their character, but um, at the same time, as you kind of hit on, I think he got he got to a point um, where I think he thought he you know being a star football player uh, at Wyoming and he thought he could get away with something and to me that speaks to a more underlying deeper issue uh, you know when when you have those kind of I don't care who you are I mean if you, if you're ever thinking to yourself hey I can get away with something that I know is wrong. That, that's a that's a deep that's a deeper issue within yourself and and part of the and you you, you mentioned um, earlier you weren't quite sure why the um, judge uh, rejected the plea deal well part of the reason was because she said she she didn't think there was uh, there was enough responsibility taken on his his part and that she she didn't think the terms of the plea deal were, were severe enough that it was, it was enough punishment and she wanted to hand out a punishment. Um, that was severe enough to where he would actually, you know, spend time away from society and think about what he's done and try to rehabilitate himself in a sense. And I and I hope that's that's I hope that that's what this is. I, I hope you know Carl doesn't um, get out and and, and turn into an, a habitual abuser. I mean, I hope that's not what he is. I hope this was a, a an extremely poor lack in judgment. And I hope this is is something he can really think about because again, if if when you're when you're having those kind of thoughts, it's a deeper w- issue within yourself that that you have that you have to address head on with yourself, and 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 nobody can do that but you. Yeah, it's yeah, like you said, um, there's really nothing to lead us to believe that this is you know a pattern of behavior for him, and hopefully this is just an outlier um, and something and the darkest timeline of. Um, behavior that he has to face um, so again whatever ends up happening whatever sentencing whatever you know however this whole saga ends up unfolding for him hopefully he comes out you know understanding um, rehabilitated from it and maybe there's a, a chance of redemption um, on uh, the gridiron for him first and foremost man I feel for those for those uh, victims man that's like I said, man, nobody should nobody should ever have to experience um, being violated and and just and, and all the the uh, residual effects that come from that. Um, you know, where you feel like you're you know you, you're going to be shamed when you know you you come out and and uh, report that and and file criminal charges and and do what you think is right. And um, you know, this is something that. Um, you know, it's going to have effects on them probably for the rest of their lives, and that's just—I mean, I know—I know it happens every day, man. That's the thing that bothers you. So, like once you, once you experience something that, that that's close to you, or you know, and as journalists, you know, you're covering a, a a situation like this that's close to you, that's on your beat, man. You, it makes you just think about everything else and how how unfortunately how often this stuff happens, and it's just it's. Yeah, it it just it sucks, man. It's I I, I feel for the for those victims and their families, and man, t- tons of credit for them, man, for even because I I, did, I had no idea that they were even going to be there, and for them to not only be there but to get up and 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 confront him uh, the way they did, um, 
you know, that's, you know, kudos to them, man. That That's, they're strong. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you gotta be. That's iron sharpens iron or whatever it is. And that, uh, it takes a strong person to live through that and to yeah. see through it. And quickly, we'll say this and then just wrap this up. Um, the, the terms of his, of his one-year supervised probation that would that would start after he serves his six months, um, that that is uh, transferable out of state. So, you know, whatever ends up happening, you know, it, once he does his six months, if he – is still with the Saints or signs with another team or get or wherever. If he's living somewhere else outside of Wyoming, um, he'll be able to kind of serve that probation there. But if he if he violates that, there's a chance he he, he would go back to jail for a whole year. So, um, you know, there's a chance if he violates that one year after these six months, he could end up spending a total of a year and a half in jail. Um, he does not have to register as a sex offender in Wyoming, though the judge told him she was not sure if that would be the case in other states. Um, and obviously, I, I don't have any idea if that's how that law applies um, in other states if we, he were to move out, out of the state. But, um, yeah, so I think we've said about all we say on that, Brady. Let's uh, take a break, and uh, when we come back, we will quickly dive into some uh, NBA talk, specifically with uh, Justin James uh, being drafted this summer. All right, welcome back into the postcast, and we'll transition into some NBA uh, summer leagues going on uh, out in Vegas after last month's NBA draft, where Justin James, the former uh, Wyoming standout, was taken 40th overall by the Sacramento Kings. Kings actually took uh, him with their first pick in the draft because they didn't have a, a first-round pick. So he was their highest draft pick. And recently, he was signed to a contract. Uh, reportedly signed a three-year contract worth $4.2 million. Um, now, I, I think that guarantees him a spot on the Kings' 15-man roster next season. I'm not – don't quote me on that, though. I'm not exactly sure because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a modest NBA fan at best. Like, I don't watch a ton of NBA keep up with everything. So, I'm not sure – what the rules on that are, if that actually guarantees him a spot, but I, I think it does. But regardless, um, Justin James has obviously made a huge impression on the Kings th- this summer. You know, led the Mountain West in scoring his, his senior year at, at Wyoming, finished his collegiate career as 
uh, the third leading scorer in program history, and that's kind of his M.O., is, is scoring. Um, got off to a little bit of a slow start in their first summer league uh, games at the California Classic where they played uh, three games. Uh, but since they've, they've started their summer league in, in Las Vegas, um, he's really turned it on. Yeah, it's it seems like he's um, – I don't know. I don't want to say that I didn't have high hopes for Justin James or I, I thought it, it unlikely of his NBA ch- um, chances. Obviously, without Justin James, Wyoming may have not even won two games this last season. But he's he's an exceptional talent. Um, there there are things throughout his Wyoming career that he's he's had to learn to do. There are mul- he's learned multiple facets of um, of a game, not only offensive and defensive, but just the 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 numerous things that it takes to adapt to the NBA game, knowing that, you know, playing pro basketball is the ultimate goal for him. And I think Sacramento was a good fit for him. um, There's definitely opening. There's no real – their roster's not set in stone. And they're not really in a position where they have superstars that they can't move or – expendable or rebuilding to the point of, you know, where they're selling a big guy for multiple draft picks. Justin's going to get a chance. And I think he, this this season alone has already proved that, that, you know, if they're thinking long-term, they want to, they see this kid that they see some promise in and they can develop him. And it's already, you know, kind of paid dividends throughout the, the summer. He's had some good summer league games. I know if, if I remember correctly, which I believe I do, looking at one point, he led. Uh, he had a game high in assists um, just yeah. recently within the last week, and that's a that's a cool thing. To, I mean, to I know it's just summer league, but to do it on the NBA level is really cool for that. So um, I don't, yeah, I don't know, like long term or even just this upcoming season, um, how much he's going to dent because the NBA is weird and wacky, and so many things can happen and. You know, maybe Buddy Heald and Frank Mason and who knows who else gets shipped away from Sacramento and all of a sudden Justin James is their number seven guy, you know. But um, it's, you know, all you can do is do the best with your opportunity. And for J.J. to be in this position right now, it kind of proves that that's what he's done. Yeah, and he he will obviously play on the wing in the NBA and and – Harrison Barnes was one of their free agents. He, they actually re-signed him. Um, they've got a, other, a couple other wing players that are in front of him. So I don't – I mean, I, he's competing for a rotation spot. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any way he, he's going to be a be a starter or it's a rookie. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's a guy that can, you know, compete with one of those last spots at the end of the bench and and uh, and, and give him some minutes. Um, you know, because he's – he's he's a really good rebounder for his size. I mean, anybody that's kept up with basketball last couple of years, pretty good this last year, you know, he led the team in, in, in everything pretty much, but um, also rebounds almost nine a game. And I think, I think uh, in summer league, he's averaging more than seven. So uh, he's, he's a six, seven wing that, that, you know, can rebound really well for his size. I think he's a good defender, not a great defender, uh, I think he's got to commit more to that on, on that end of the floor, where I think he can be a lot better defender than, than what he was in college, and and I think what he's shown, what little he's shown, you know, in his professional career just this summer. Um, and the big thing with him, 
though in terms of sticking, if he's going to have a long-term future in the NBA, is he's got to improve his outside shot and be more efficient because he had his lowest shooting percentages of his career his last season here at Wyoming. I mean, I think he shot um, you know right at less than 40% or right at 40% from the field and less than 30% from three-point range. And the first three games in the summer league – uh, I think it was looking shaky for him because he was. I think mean, he was shooting twenty five percent from the field and twenty percent from three point range. Uh, you you got to be able to shoot better than that. I mean, you you got to make people. Uh, you know, in this age of positionless basketball and guys being able to score from all five spots on the floor, I mean, you got to be able to keep teams honest and make them come out and guard you on the perimeter uh, and not pack their defense in. Um, so that's an area he he's got to get better uh, and get more efficient at. And he's been a lot better uh, since they started uh, games in Vegas this summer. Uh, I think he's shooting over 50% from the field. Um, so I, I think that's maybe the, the one area where the Kings might have been, had a little concern with. Uh, and it's still a concern. I mean, he's got to prove he can – You know, it, it's it's an improved uh, part of his game consistently. Uh, but I think if he if he can do that, man, I think I think he'll he'll carve out a role for himself uh, and get some decent min- minutes as a rookie with them. Yeah, it, like I said, there's the Kings aren't established enough to where they have like a legitimate depth chart that it's going to be tough to crack the top of. But like you said, he, he's he's got aspects of his game that he definitely needs to work on and improve upon to get to where he wants to go. But there's really no saying that he's not going to make it there. I mean, he's 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 proved at Wyoming that he has the work ethic and the drive and the knowledge of what he needs to work, improve upon to get yeah. to where he wants to go. Um, if you to be drafted even just straight out of Wyoming is impressive and it speaks to the testament of his character to get noticed, then you know you're on an NBA roster. It's I don't want to say it gets easier from here, but the Kings in their like training and like practice system, they only have a finite number of guys to look at. And if you already know what you got to do to get better, then you can stand out. And by standing out, you can really play leapfrog and find yourself some minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. The, the, the thing about him, man, he's just, he, he's just a scorer. And you think about it. I mean, with his shooting percentages being as low as they were last year, it's amazing that he still scored 22 points a game, over 22 points a game. So it just shows you, man. He, I mean, the, the guy, he can do it in multiple ways. I mean, he, he just knows how to put the ball in the basket. And ultimately, yeah, there there are other parts of his game he's got to improve on. And, and as I mentioned, the, the outside shot's got to get more consistent. But, man, he, he, just, he just finds a way to score. Um, and he can do it from all three levels, and um, you know that that's kind of the uh, the name of his game. And uh, you you hit on this briefly, but um, as far as from a program perspective, if you're Wyoming, yeah, getting a player drafted that can do nothing but enhance the profile of your program. Uh, and and as as much as there are differing opinions on Allen Edwards right now, uh, heading into what is going to be a pivotal year in his tenure next year um you got to give him credit uh for what justin james has become uh you know he, he alan edwards basically found him because alan, alan is, is is from florida uh you know knew you know, found out about justin james through through some friends and some 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 people that he knew and the only other 
uh, high major offer that Justin James had was Mississippi State. I mean, it was that and Wyoming. That was it. And, you know, he went from a kid that, that nobody else really wanted uh, to one of the best players that Wyoming's ever had and an NBA draft pick. And so, um, you know, you, you got to give credit where credit's due, man. He They did a heck of a job finding him and developing him over the last four years. Um, and what, it'll, it'll be interesting to just see uh, whether it's with the Kings or somebody else. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to kind of see how his uh, professional career pans out. Um, but Brady, I think we can go ahead and wrap it up there. Um, just a few quick nuggets before we get out of here. Um, speaking of basketball, um, all uh, of the new signees um, are on campus going through workouts. Um, same with football. Uh, all 24 of their signees in the 2019 uh, signing class are on campus and going through summer workouts. Um Right now we have a uh, as, as slow as it is, um, sort of this time of the year, right before um, you know fall camp, which is uh, just hard to believe, just uh, you know a few weeks away. But um, we're running a, a series look, taking an early look at uh, each of Wyoming's football opponents for the upcoming season, um, and then Mountain West Football Media Days um, is just a little bit more than a week away. Um, in Las Vegas, and I will be there covering that, but we'll have some um, coverage in advance of those. Um, so, as always, stay locked into uh, trib.com, postauthority.com um, for all of that coverage. Brady, got anything you want to add before we get out of here? Um, nah, I'm good. All right, well appreciate uh good to hear your voice man it's, it's been a while appreciate you uh coming back on and uh talking with me um we appreciate all of you guys for listening as always uh you can follow all of our coverage trib.com pokesauthority.com uh you can also follow us on twitter and facebook at pokesauthority at Varsity. you follow me on twitter at davis e potter you can also follow brady on the twitter machine at brady oltman's his podcast is on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, and Podbean. So make sure you follow along, download it, like it, share it, give us that five-star rating. And uh, not sure if we will come back and do another podcast next week. We may just wait until uh, Mountain West Media Days and, and do one uh, from there on site. But if we do, we'll be sure to uh, let you guys know before then. So we will catch up with you guys later.